Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is W-A-Y-T. What are your thoughts? I am Charles Edward. Today in hip-hop history, The Firm released their first and only album, The Firm, the album, October 21st, 1997. The album is the only studio album by American hip-hop group, The Firm. 1997 by Aftermath Entertainment and Interscope Records. The project was created by rapper Nas, his manager Steve Stout, and producers Dr. Dre and Trackmasters, who came up with the idea of forming a hip-hop supergroup. The original lineup included Nas, AZ, Foxy Brown, and Cormega, who were all featured on the song Affirmative Action from Nas' album It Was Written. However, Cormega later left the group due to artistic differences between him and Nas, as well as contract disagreements with Stout. He was replaced by Nature prior to recording of the album. The album is a concept album that revolves around the themes of mafia and gangster lifestyle. The songs on the album were mainly produced by Dr. Dre, Chris the Glove Taylor, and Trackmasters, and feature guest vocals from Pretty Boy, Wizard Cannabis, Don Robinson, Noriega, and Half a Million. What can I say? Th- this was one of those albums where it felt like it, it could have been bigger than what it was. I, I definitely um remember Phone Tap being being pretty big on the radio, but um yeah, in, in a time where you had this east coast west coast stuff going on for this album to actually happen if you actually think about the year 1997 after Pac and biggie after that happened it's kind of crazy that dre was able to um, pull this off but uh it's definitely an underrated classic album so if you've never heard the firm you probably should go back and give it another listen it's definitely definitely a dope album all right via blacknews.com meet the couple whose apps help track racial incidents and find missing black people washington dc An app that can help track racial incidents and missing black people could help parents and community members feel more comfortable asking campus security, local police and administration a critical question. How will safety become more equitable on our campuses this year? An app such as Angel Tech, which has live stream video and location sharing capabilities could be the answer. Developed by James Samuel Jr. and his wife, Evelyn, an African-American couple who wanted to minimize and prevent personal and community security issues. Angel Tech sends information to loved ones in real time, efficiently and discreetly. The app has the potential to decrease the number of dangerous incidents young black people often face and give their families peace of mind. Oh, what can I say? This is... um. This is a step forward. This is progress. You know, anytime we we do something to try to protect the black community, uh, that's 
the black community choosing to value the black community. And uh, I have to tip my hat off to James Samuel Jr. and his wife, Evelyn, because um, they're obviously thinking for the future and for future generations by coming up with the app called Angel Tech and it's spelled A-N-J-E-L Tech T-E-C-H so um, if that's an app that you can benefit from make sure you go download that and uh, please spread the word about the Angel Tech app because that that's definitely something that's innovative and it's cool and it's definitely something that the black community needed man gets only four to ten years in prison for attacking black families home nationwide Michael Frederick Jr., a man from Warren, Michigan, who attacked and shot at the home of a black family last year because of a Black Lives Matter sign they had in the window, has been sentenced to four to ten years in prison. Officials said Frederick damaged the home of his neighbors, Eddie and Candace Hall where they live with their children in what they believe was a racially motivated attack. Frederick, who is 25 years old, reportedly fired shots at their home in September last year. He also slashed the tires on their vehicles and wrote racist graffiti on their pickup truck. He then threw a large rock through the front window and fired a bullet again the next day. Frederick was eventually arrested and charged with ethnic intimidation, discharging discharging a firearm at a building using a firearm during a felony and malicious destruction of property to which he pleaded no contest. In his recent sentence hearing, Frederick claimed he wasn't targeting the family personally before. He denied that the attack was about race, but later he admitted that the Black Lives Matter sign in the window was the reason for it. I targeted these people because I didn't like their political sign they had that they had in the window. He said, according to the Associated Press, I think you guys are some great people and didn't deserve this at all. Meanwhile, the Hall family expressed their forgiveness to Frederick, despite the anxiety it may have caused them. But even the designated judge was awed. I'm not angry. I'm not. I'm forgiving. Candace Hall said, you're a good kid and have a chance. You made a bad choice and we understand that. We have children ourselves. We're not hateful people, we're Christians. She continued, with so much of the bad that happened, so much good came out of this because even though it was an evil, hateful act, it actually brought us, the neighborhood, together with love and comfort and compassion, even including his parents. Ah, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, should I say kudos to the to the black family that still was positive despite the negative things this person tried to do to them or not try he did he did um i i don't know if i can be can be that positive um 
I think my response to that would probably would have been like, yeah, nah. But um, the fact that it brought the neighborhood together, then that's a good thing. That That's the silver lining in the cloud. Unfortunately, it took something negative for something positive to happen. And sometimes that's sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes something really bad has to happen in order for light to cut through. Ex-con turned entrepreneur pins second book, inspiring readers on his journey to the sweet life. Dallas, Texas, a motivational book from Kedron Brewster, a two-time author and ex-con turned business owner, takes readers on an adventure full of the challenges and obstacles that he overcame to reach the level of success he desired. In From the Streets to the Sweets, Kedron describes the hurdles he confronted on his quest to reach success and in an encouraging tale of his experiences from investing in yourself, learning to accept help, and seizing opportunities opportunities to discriminate to dim to demonstrate. Sorry, I'm fumbling all my words today. To demonstrate to readers that no matter what you go through, persistence and determination can take you places that you always dreamed of. The insightful and engaging book reveals how business is not only about monetary success, but about integrity, character, and self-awareness. And from the streets to the sweets, Ketron points out an enthralling array of gems of knowledge that came from his introspection introspection and bouts of adversity ultimately helping all to understand that the sweets is a level that you set for yourself mentally it touches on lessons such as understanding that pressure will either make you or break you accepting help when necessary and building a team of solid individuals around you to help you reach your goals Identifying opportunity and seizing it at the exact right moment to boost your career. From the streets to the suites provides the insight from the perspective of a business owner who took a chance on himself and was able to navigate stormy waters and elevate his mindset. Kedron proves to us that when you strive to become the best version of yourself and put in the hard work is when you will reach success stating i am living life on my terms now i have reached the sweets kedron did 10 years in the texas department of criminal justice upon release he worked various jobs until he made the life-altering decision to get his commercials driver license this led him to the eventual path of entrepreneurship when he brought his when he bought his first truck and trailer and started his own hotshot trucking company, his business has now expanded to a fleet, including 18 wheelers, and is quickly becoming known as a company that gives felons second chances. He uses his story to spread awareness that anyone can change if that is what they aspire to do. He has established himself as the face of prison reform in Texas and has worked closely with the criminal justice system to educate and empower inmates to change their course and to consider entrepreneurship as a path to a new life. Kedron has also created a curriculum along with tools 
and resources for anyone who is interested in creating and running their own successful hotshot trucking company. From the streets to the suites, $14.99, available on, on Amazon. Make sure you go get a copy. This guy out here is really uplifting the community, and he's really, he's really went from, uh, as you say, a, a diamond in the rough to, to being the, the king that he is. So um, a salute to Kedron and keep being a, a pillar in the community. update on the Netflix protests. The CEO tackles fallout via LinkedIn news by Jake Perez. About 100 LGBTQ supporters and Netflix staff protested outside Netflix headquarters Wednesday over David Chappelle's last latest stand-up special. Meanwhile, co-CEO Ted Sarandos admits he screwed up how he handled internal tensions about the about the content. In an interview with Variety, Sarando said he should have led with a lot more humanity when dealing with employees' pain and hurt over what they consider to be transphobic material. Yet, Chappelle's special will stay on the platform. Protesters put together a list of firm asks for Sarando's as well as public service announcement from celebrities who have worked with Netflix. Let, let me um uh yeah I'm I'm not gonna talk about their their ask uh, again I I said this in the previous episode Dave Chappelle's a comedian like. You know, if you don't find it funny, you ain't got you ain't got to watch it. You ain't got to listen to it. So I'm defending Dave Chappelle, like, and he told a story about about someone he he got close to that opened up a show for him, and I feel like he held back. He could have said more, and he held back, but um. I don't know if this is protest worthy. At least not to me. I think something that would be protest worthy. And I'm not trying to offend the LGBT community, but like I find it odd that nobody protested when um Billie Eilish put that satanic video up. There was no protest. There was n- nobody was trying to get her video removed from YouTube or Vivo or whatever, Vimeo. You know what I mean? And to me, that's worse. But that that's just me. But he, even with me being offended by that video, like, it, I don't know, it's not going to mess up my day. Period. Like, we're, we're in an era where it, everything is in like a really weird space where people are, or it's like everybody's walking on eggshells. Like you can't even really 
speak your mind without offending someone. And um, even if that isn't the intent to offend, he's just giving, I mean, he was just giving his point of view. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has an opinion. An opinion is not a fact. Why would you protest over an opinion? And has this somehow stopped the LGBT community, LGBTQ community from like gainful employment? Or has it, has his special somehow prevented you from living a prosperous life? Like, I I know some people are going to hear this and they're going to disagree with me and I'm okay with that. I'm not saying anything disrespectful. I'm just saying sometimes you have to choose your battles and some battles aren't aren't necessarily worth fighting. And if you're trying to fight with a comedian, you already lost. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes this episode of W-A-Y-T. What are your thoughts? Hopefully everyone is staying blessed. You're keeping positive energy flowing through your mind, your spirit, your body, and hopefully you're sharing that energy and projecting that energy into the rest of the world, period. Um, Normally, I add a song at the end today. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is just say to everyone listening right now, I thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. I appreciate you. And I, I hope whatever you're doing in your life, it brings you joy. It brings you happiness. And if it doesn't, whatever it is that isn't bringing you joy and happiness, you cut it out of your life. All right. Peace. Charles Edward. I'm out.